I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. So today we are speaking on the connection between minimalism and the sustainable and ethical fashion movement, specifically how minimalist principles inspire us to create space and reduce our impact. For Lauren and I, minimalism has motivated us to reduce the number of items we own to the amount we need, to buy fewer things and buy higher quality items. To launch this discussion, we are supported by growing ethical fashion brand Cotton, spelled K-O-T-N an Egyptian-Canadian brand that was born out of a desire for quality, simple, and affordable essentials. Cotton works directly with cotton farming families and Egypt, delivering the highest quality authentic cotton and offering customers farm-to-table product, but for clothes. We are currently recording in Cotton's beautiful store in Toronto, and to run this conversation, we are joined by two influential minimalists and Cotton supporters, Jack Greystone and Carter Reed. Both Jack and Carter embrace a conscious and intentional lifestyle, especially when it comes to their style. We hope to inspire you to build a minimalist wardrobe that will reduce your impact and simplify your every day. Thank you guys so much for being here today. That was a wonderful introduction. That was amazing. Thank you. So at Millennial Minimalist, we see minimalism as an opportunity to live a simpler, more intentional every day. So that being said, we'll start with you, Carter. When and why did you start adopting a minimalist lifestyle? So um, I started adopting a minimalist lifestyle back in 2014. It was a defining moment where I just had to take a look at everything in my life and either identify with it and and determine whether it was serving me or not and and move on. So um, yeah, it's been about five years and it's a constant thing. it's, it's, It's not something that you just do one weekend and you kind of clear out your closet and you clear out your home and then that's that and you're a minimalist. It's, it's much deeper than that. Um, for me, it's been mental, emotional and something that I'm every single day, like I'm consciously, do I need this? What can I get rid of? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's an ongoing, it's yeah. Right. It requires maintenance. We like totally, to say, yeah, yeah. It's not like set it, it and forget it. It's mm-hmm. not like that at all. There's so much more to it than just the aesthetically pleasing, minimalist, trendy, you know? Exactly. We like to say that it's all about removing the excess in our lives so we can get closer to the things that add value to our everyday. And on that note, we also think that starting with our closet is a good place to start, Mm -hmm. removing physical items. So for Jack, uh, what inspired you to simplify your wardrobe and how did you begin decluttering? Uh, I began in November of 2017 after I came back from Burning Man. And uh, not that that was the catalyst. I could never really put my finger on it until I started following the minimalists. And I started getting rid of stuff. I did the 30-day minimalist challenge where you get rid of one thing on the first day, two things on the second day, so on and so forth, all the way to 30 things um, on the 30th day for a grand total of 465 items. You know, wow. I had it I had it kind of planned out for that whole month, so I knew on, I think, week two... It was my closet, you mm-hmm. know. Week one was like big stuff because, you know, first day you can get rid of one thing, so that chair. But right. yeah, once I, I decided to have a certain amount of hangers and I can't get more hangers. Isn't that I amazing? And now my closet looks like something out of the store. Like clothes aren't touching each other and it's right. very satisfying nice. and it feels very like, you know, it, it does give me anxiety when I look at my closet and see all these things crushed together how mm-hmm. it used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. We recommend, hey, if you wear a certain item once or twice a year, take those items and store it somewhere else, right? Because you don't need to see them every day. Yeah. And it gives you that sense of appreciation for your clothing. Again, it's not just all thrown in your closet. You treat your clothing with respect, you know, for the good money that you pay for it. 
Yeah. You know, you want it to be, you want it to hang breathable. Okay. Mm. Um, when you think of minimalist style, a lot of people kind of think of the black t-shirt and jeans. Uh, for me, minimalist style means refining your wardrobe down to the few essentials you look and feel your best in. So, Carter, how would you describe minimalist style? I mean, I think it's different for everybody. Broadly, your style reflects who you are, um, your personality, and everyone's body type is different too, right? And we have to take that into account as well. I mean, following trends is great, but like you said, if you're wearing something that you don't feel good in yeah. and you generally like are uncomfortable, get rid of it. Minimalist style for me is, I think it's different for everybody. For me in particular, I like solid colors. Yeah, I like something that's too. classic and simple. Mm. At least from my perspective, you know, when you spend all this time and, and you go on this journey of becoming a minimalist, it's, it takes so much out of you, like emotionally and mentally. You're literally getting rid of all these things that you held on to for so long that you attached yourself to. And so when you do all that work and it's all done and you're kind of free, anything that you bring in from there, you want it to, number one, mean something and you want it to last, right? Yeah. You don't want to keep on buying new because you mm -hmm. just did that whole process of getting rid of things. So I find sticking to simple colors, simple lines, classic designs that are going to be around for the next yeah. five to seven years is definitely a good place to start so you're not mm -hmm. continuing and then like you said buying good quality pieces that yeah. they have longevity and not yeah, those impulse buys because yeah. you know we all end up mm -hmm. with a lot of clothes that just stay in our closet that we never wear simply because you paid a lot of money for it and you may one day <laughs> wear that item <laughs> um and it can be a lot of work narrowing your wardrobe down at the beginning mm -hmm. so was there some like a specific item you purged that was initially difficult but a good decision in the long run um, for me, it's jeans, like getting rid of my jeans. Was was, hard. Yeah, it was hard because over mm. five or 10 years, you have so many jeans and they're all very similar, but slightly yeah. different. And you're like, Oh, but I need that for this outfit. Mm -hmm. And so you make all these justifications in your mind <laughs> about why you need all these different kinds. But really it's like a black pair, a light pair, a dark pair, and then a trouser. Like that's really yeah. all, that's you, all need. you need. Yeah. A skinny, a wide, a straight, like for me, those are the rules. And mm -hmm. if I have you know, the four basic color groups and mm -hmm. then, you know, two or three different styles. Mm -hmm. It's good. But initially getting rid of all of them, I'm like, oh. I fell once in my jeans and I was like selling someone. I'm like, oh, I'm so upset. I ripped my jeans. And they're like, oh, who cares? Like, you have so many jeans. I'm like, that was my one pair. Of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that was the yeah. pair. No, but everybody has the they pair have their of one jeans, right? Yeah. That yeah. They, yeah. I also, it's funny, Lauren and I will bring our friends to our places and they'll look at our closets. And like, you don't own a lot of stuff. And we're both like, well, you, got, you have to realize that you may have double, double or triple the amount of stuff, but you're probably wearing the same exactly. number of items every yeah. day. Isn't that funny? Yeah, no, like, for sure. You can have double, but you're wearing the same things. Like, yeah. I have friends who have so many clothes, you'd never know because they're always wearing the same thing. And you gravitate yeah. to the same outfits, <laughs> yeah. too, oh, right? Yeah. Like, when you feel good in something, you're like, yeah. where? And so all that, the rest is just, it's excess. Yeah. And so that being said, so I, one can argue that social media and pop culture have created sort of a cult of consumerism. Uh, the idea that we can't be seen in the same outfit twice, um, making it convenient to buy and dispose fast fashion pieces. Mm -hmm. So Jack, as a social influencer and minimalist, how do you influence your audience to embrace a small, high-quality wardrobe without sacrificing style? All my stuff's very basic that I shoot in, and I don't advertise clothes anymore or products on Instagram. 
Um, so I hope just by leading by example, by just them seeing that I'm usually in the same stuff when I'm posting lifestyle pictures, mm-hmm. not when I'm at like a professional shoot like this, but you know, when it's just me at home or just me doing regular everyday stuff, they can tell I'm in usually the same kind of stuff all the time. Like and you're focusing on more, your wardrobe, would you say it's very high quality and minimal? Like that's the whole idea of this movement is that it's sustainable and you're yeah. looking at brands. And now that you've kind of minimalized your wardrobe to a certain amount of pieces, you can then focus on responsible and ethical yeah. brands. Oh, I want to make sure that that t-shirt that I'm buying yeah. is going to be around for three years or longer. So I, we like to say that the millennial generation especially is popularizing brands like cotton. They're high quality, affordable, sustainable, and ethically made, which align with our minimalist values. Uh, so Carter, do you think sustainable, responsible clothing will be the future of fashion? Yeah, I do. I think that we are, I mean, I will say this, like we're living in such an amazing time right now. And I think that there are, there's this whole shift to honesty, I feel like with our generation. Um, and we're getting to know ourselves and in, in a deeper way and just becoming more honest with ourselves and with each other. And with that, you know, pops brands like Cotton and um, so many other amazing brands that are not only serving the consumer, but serving the environment. Because at the end of the day, like our generation is going to be the one to deal with everything that the previous generations have, have done, like all of the actions have yielded this this issue that we're, we are currently facing. I think at the end of the day, we have to, it's one thing to fast fashion, for instance, right? Like it's one thing to, to be on the trend and produce these, these clothing that are, that's good for the moment. But then when you think about the waste mm-hmm. that like we have landfills of, of waste and everybody knows that with litter and with garbage and pollution, but it relates to clothes as well, right? Okay, like it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And so and the amount of water that's used to produce a piece of clothing. Did you guys know well, this? Yeah, I the chemicals that are... And the yeah, chemicals. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I found a stat. It said the average t-shirt uses 400 to 600 gallons of water or 7 to 10 bathtubs full. It's crazy. Yeah. A pair that's of amazing. jeans uses 1,800 gallons of water. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So so that's another piece of, yeah. piece of it, right? Yeah. So you want to have, you want to make sure that you're using things that are going to last a long time because 100%. you're being more mindful of the environment yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely. So. And yeah. even being a minimalist and having less clothing, you really learn what lasts. Like I, I do. feel like when you own yeah. so many clothing, like so many pieces, it's hard to know and you which take is better good care. quality. Yeah, you yeah. take so much better care of them and mm-hmm. you wear it a few times and it starts to, it's just not as nice. Or does or it wash it well? Yeah, or, then you know yeah. not to buy that yeah. brand again. Yeah, for sure. It, it really educates you. But it seems that having a capsule wardrobe or a 10-item wardrobe is becoming more and more popular. Um, I think a lot of people are beginning to realize how unnecessary, time-consuming, and costly an overstuffed closet can be. So what do you think brought on the minimalist fashion trend, Carter? And uh, how... Or why do you think it's recently become so popular? Um, that's a good question. I think that it, and again, I'll come back to that honesty piece. I think that yeah. we're really coming into ourselves a lot as a generation. And like, let's just be honest. Like we all, we all face the same issues, like following a trend. Like how sustainable is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and do we all really enjoy that looking like each other? Um, and I think that people are, again, becoming more honest and coming into themselves and realizing what works for them and then what doesn't. I mean, that's how I came into minimalism. And did you, do you feel like you save more money or less stress? 
Like things you know like- what? I wouldn't. So right off the bat, you maybe won't save more money, but in the long run, you will. Yeah. I mean, when I shop, I spend a lot of money upfront because I I look for quality, I look for sustainability, I look for pieces that are going to take me into the next five years. Mm-hmm. So I'll spend more money upfront. But once I do it, I'm not going back three months later and going to Zara and getting that trendy thing. You know what I mean? I'm not. It it, it really forces you to just take a look at what you have Mm -hmm. um, and be really conscious of your purchases. And I think in that you save money. And you're also saving time because you're, you're not time. And time is mindlessly to a extent, right? exactly wandering yeah. through the mall oh, looking totally. for items that you don't mm-hmm. know yeah. that you, you even so much, need. You save a lot of time. Like it's the time thing too that we're we're cutting back on because it's like we have less and less of it these days. You yeah. don't want to be spending on it all yeah. shopping and for to garbage. That point, you're right. Correct. And to that point, for me, when I can't remember where I read this, but and it didn't actually relate to clothing. It related to meals, like breakfast. I was, I think it was a podcast I was listening to. Um, and the person they were interviewing was talking about how he, he just likes to make decisions ahead of time so that he can save time in the moment. So he already knows what he's having mm-hmm. for breakfast. He just has that every day. Because the less decisions he has to make in yes. his day, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, right? And we waste so much time in our own heads already. And so yeah, relating that and bringing that back to clothing and your wardrobe, mm-hmm. it's like when you have these simple pieces when you wake up in the morning, you're not staring at your closet for an hour and, and freaking out and having so much anxiety about what you're wearing. That's why a lot of like these big successful entrepreneurs, they mm-hmm. have their personal uniform. Exactly. Like Steve Jobs, he had his black right. mock neck turtleneck in his jeans and he mm-hmm. wore it all the time. Same with Zuckerberg, but they, they all say that it's, and Steve Jobs, I think was the first person to say it. He's like, I wear this because I don't want, uh, I have a lot of important decisions to make for the rest of the day. He doesn't want to be bogged down and wasting his time and energy right off the bat when he wakes up, figuring out what to wear, how to be trendy. And that's what I'm kind of working toward is a personal uniform. And it's, it's slowly evolving there. Eventually I just want to get to having one black cloak and that's what I'm going to wear all the time. And it'll be very like Star Wars, you know, by that time I'm going to have like long gray hair, long gray beard. I'll just be the guy walking around the city in a black cloak and be like, wow, he's really a man. Uh-huh. And I like that you say that because I think sometimes people forget that a minimalist wardrobe does not mean just basics. Like essentials yeah. are important because mm-hmm. they're versatile. And right. so I think that's the foundation of a minimalist wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely insert your personality. Yeah, it's what's meaningful to you. Too yes, that basic wardrobe. I mean, and that's the thing about classic pieces, right? Like no matter what the trend is, it, it can you know, adapt and be agile. Your wardrobe can be agile to the trend. Exactly. Exactly. Like classics, right? So. Exactly. And going back to your note, Jack, so low quality, less conscious, fast fashion brands have been on the decline. Do you think high quality, ethical and responsible brands like cotton will dissolve disposable fast fashion trends? I mean, that's, that's the hope, you know, um, but I, I doubt that it's going to ever dissolve completely. Uh, I mean, there's this way that the, the way the population's growing. Mm-hmm. I definitely see it overshadowing mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. I think it's just going to take a lot. Of, it may take a lot of time. It may take time, yeah. Uh, but thing, do you right? think it's going to have to be industry or do you think it needs to be, or do you think it will level. be consumers? Consumer level, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you guys, yeah, like we, as those yeah. influencers, like you can also help push this movement forward, right? And that's the yeah. beauty of it. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do at the same mm-hmm. time as well. Uh, and so it's like the more people that do that. But I think you had a question, Lauren, about uh, industry. Yeah, Jack, how do you think we as can 
as consumers can influence more companies to produce more sustainable clothing? I mean, just being very conscious of what you're what you're putting out there and the message that I think that you're sending to everybody, you know, that you're not just doing something for, say, like a job or a paycheck or you're getting paid to promote something. Just, you know, follow your beliefs. I think also, too, we sometimes we doubt how much power we have. I mean, we live in a democracy. That's, yeah. I mean, for one, something to be immensely grateful for. And we we have the power by what we buy, what we, what we who we follow. You know, we're buying into these into these brands and into these industries, industries, sorry. So I think the more, and this goes to everybody, the more you buy sustainable products or, you know, spend your money on brands that are ethically focused, that in itself is going to push out the other guys because they'll have to either adapt and kind of hop on that bandwagon as well, or they'll kind of just, like you said, dissolve. Yeah. It'll take time, exactly. Of course, but I think that I, at, we're uh, getting there. I think uh, I, I want to redo my answer. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think we touched on this earlier, but stop with the super trendy items because that's the fast fashion. So I, I think if we, um, like you said, we're we're getting to a more honest uh, time period. I guess a more honest. We like storytelling, yeah, and like we're we're, we're becoming yeah. more honest. And I think as we as we find our own personal style, mm-hmm. then that will push out the trends mm-hmm. because yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll totally. be developing a, a more uh, minimalistic, simple, and maybe over time trends will just not be such a high thing. That and brands will have so to much. cater to that, to yeah. your point. We need to tell... We power. Yeah, we have the power yeah. to tell brands, hey, this is what we want. Exactly. And this is what we want. By like your cotton, money. This is exactly your money is your vote, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like so this is what we want. And then other brands can follow in Cotton's footsteps and be totally. like, hey, like this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. to cater to these values of these millennials or and future generations, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that we are going in that direction, especially yeah. with all of this focus on entrepreneurship. Like People yeah. want to, again, as you said, move their decisions to their everyday uh, work decisions. They don't want to have to make those small decisions. Yeah, they want autonomy over their lives. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. We always like to say that we have a thousand months. Like, what are you going to do with it? So, <laughs> so be smart. Wow, about your time, your when energy, you and your money. Like yeah. when you when, say it like that, it blows yeah. your mind. Whenever you see movies from the future, you see really, you know, like science fiction, fantasy movies. All the people in the future, you know, or when we have flying cars and we live on another planet, you know, they're all in that they're nice. All the same. They're all just the same. That what yeah. that one yeah, yeah, piece yeah. lycra, like you know, one color, it's black or silver. You know, it really <laughs> looks super cool, and maybe that's the way it's going. Or eventually, humans are just a uniform. Well, in a that's a scary thought, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So to close, I think you had another question. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to ask, how do you think we can help people change their mentality to be more conscious consumers or inspire them to do it? Yeah, why should should people get started with a minimalist, um, more responsible uh, style? And how can we buy better? Yeah, without telling them to do it. Right. And I think what Jack said earlier, leading by example. And I, you know, it's it's one thing to dictate to people or to tell people what they should mm-hmm. do, but it's another thing for them to actually see it and to decide for themselves. And I think that when people decide for themselves, then that's where you get the long-term change and the long-term growth on an, like on a, an individual basis. And so, uh, and influencers, you know, they have, they're in a unique position because they have governance over a certain amount of people that follow them every single day. And so what are you going to do with that? 
you could do something great with that or you could do something yeah. not great with that, right? That's uh, why I like the ex-influencer. Yeah, Jack is an ex-influencer. Ex-influencers, yes. It's a it's an elite an elite team of um, anti-influencers. <laughs> Leading the resistance against the, you know, public <laughs> yeah, figures. Right. Um, but my message to, yeah, all the social media influencers is that um, stop, like, pushing so much product for the paycheck just because, you know, you have a following and you know it's follow your moral compass and it's like yeah. do it yeah. because you're sending out a positive message mm-hmm. not because you're mm-hmm. just getting free stuff from companies and you know you feel like you're a celebrity mm-hmm. um that is something that has to stop too especially with the clothes because a lot of a lot of brands are just pushing so much product and these people are getting it for free shooting it once and then mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. it just gets pushed into the corner and that was something that i was i had trouble with when this started kind of happening around 2014-15 and you're like, wow, look at all the stuff. And then, like, I look, I looked at my closet. I'm like, oh my god, like, what have I done? It's too much. And mm-hmm. I just had to stop doing that. So yeah, no, I don't take any product anymore. And I think people will still follow too, right? Like people identify it looks with more honesty. Authentic, and yeah, they identify yeah. with being authentic. Yeah, and they see honesty. themselves in you. And mm. so <clears> wow. So like, I was gonna say, how has the minimalist lifestyle brought greater meaning and fulfillment to, to your life? But it seems like you you get closer to who you are because Absolutely. you can be who you are, especially on yeah. social media. Yeah. yeah. I think That's what awesome. it did for me was create space. And I think the first question you asked is like, how and why did I do this? And for me, yeah, it, yeah, creates, it creates space. space. My life kind of went upside down and I didn't recognize it and I wasn't happy with it. And so I was like, how do I make room for something better? And my first thought was just like, I need to get rid of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was the first that was the first thing for me, which was getting rid of the stuff so that I could make room for more stuff that I did want and that the I did identify. The exactly. Stuff. The yeah. important stuff. Exactly. And I mean, that's uh, clearing physical clutter, mental clutter, totally. and digital clutter, oh, something yeah. that we always forget yeah. about. So. Yeah. Yeah. You even use the term emotional clutter or yeah. at the beginning. For I sure. Yeah. I never think of like it's clutter very, in terms yeah. of yeah. Because you, you know, you go through your life, you experience things, things happen, you tell yourself stories, you and you attach yourself to these justifications that you make are these stories and it is emotional right yeah, so i love that so yeah. thank you guys so much for thank your time you. today yeah, so where so where can everybody find you uh on social jack graystone is my instagram and uh wanderman jack is my uh twitter amazing and for me it's just at carter reed spelled r-e-i-d perfect yeah, thank perfect. you guys so much yeah thank, thank you. you so much for doing this today thank okay. you cheers Bye-bye. Right, bye bye